I would like to welcome Hamaya Amar to Unapologetically Successful Podcast. Hamaya, thank you so much for joining us here today. We had a conversation earlier this week and I felt so compelled to keep on going and really explore with you the question about the connection to higher intelligence and you call it guides, but we'll go into the exploration of what it means and specifically focusing on connecting to a higher intelligence when it comes to success. As we know, or through a number of interviews or through our life, I think most of us have identified that a lot of ultra successful people have a connection to something bigger than themselves. Albert Einstein used to call it creative daydreaming. And I just would like us to explore, first of all, your journey, where you started and how you discovered your gift, and also go into what we spoke about before. Is there an opportunity to bring um, your skill set or teach your skill set to the boardrooms or to entrepreneurs or startups? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to connect with you to have this conversation because I do feel as you that there is such a beautiful flow that your space, your presence are so ripe to respond, to receive the frequencies, to receive the teachings, to open up into aspects that I'm not sure you have not Uh, felt before but maybe never to the details maybe never in words so I'm very happy and welcome everyone who are listening I'm also happy that you're here I do feel your presence and I do believe that there is a reason why we are here together can you thank you so much can you take us on the journey how if you like your gift presented itself to you and what you also specialize in and your modality if you like my journey is actually the journey of my life I would say it's a very long journey and I would say that there were several moments during this life where I realized that I would say that I'm not by myself that I'm not the only one here Although I am the only one, but I'm the, not the human that I am is not the only one. Um, so I had a very challenging childhood. I was experiencing a lot of violence in my childhood on a regular basis. And in order to calm myself down, in order to realign, I had a certain, it wasn't a ritual, but I had a certain way to calm myself, myself down, and which was to look at the mirror and touch my face. And as I was doing it, I gradually learned how to move into, I would say, higher realm. But that was all still in a consciousness of a child, which is so far away in the way that the adult can digest but it was already a sensation. And I was a very good girl, we can say. So I've done everything that I was required, that I was asked to do, excuse me, everything that was required. I was like 
So I had a very good education. I learned architecture. I worked as an architect. And when I arrived into a point where I felt like this is the promise, we arrived to the promised land. Everyone said that when you're going to be an adult, things will happen. And I just, I really, I didn't like what I've seen. I, I just saw how bizarre the world is. So how bizarre. for the listeners, I think this is really important to establish as well. You actually built a very successful architecture business and you were highly um, regarded in your profession. Can you take us the transition from leaving the professional world and taking it to where you are now? So I, at that time, I was um, employed in an architecture office and I had several projects under my responsibilities. And simultaneously, I was building my own career as an architect. I had three private clients, which at the time, it's huge. Mm. Three private clients, three private housing. And I think that I was working like about three or four big projects. There was a situation where I kept on asking the questions within me. I was like, you're not serious. I don't know who I was speaking to, but it was like, you're not serious. No, this is a joke. It cannot be. Like, you cannot tell me that this is what it's all about. You cannot tell me that this body, I remember the, the wording where I just cannot believe that all of those stars, all of those songs, all of those people, all of, all of those things here are just for me to wake up in the morning, go to work, come back, date some guys. Nah, <laughs> you're not going to fool me with that. You're not going to fool me with that. I'm not going to buy that. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And because I was in a very normal mental environment and also architecture it's like the biggest i have some connection we can say to channeling to expression and but architecture it's wow you are creating with concrete it's and your thoughts i remember the thought i remember the thought when i was looking at my project I, I was looking at the plans and I said to myself, like those thoughts going to manifest at least 400 years and people are going to live in it. They're going to make love. They're going to create children inside your thoughts. What are you doing? Remember that. Remember those things. And I had a motorbike at that time. And... I went out of the office one day and I remember the thought, I put a, my, the helmet and I remember the thought, which was how worse would it get? Now, my life were not worse. Like there was nothing worse in my life. I was okay. I had private project. I had friends. We were dancing. There were clubs. Like everything was okay. But it's like, 
and I remember that this thought was like, you're really frustrated with not seeing what you want to see. And I think it was just, I took the corner and I had a car coming. So it was not a big injury or something like that. Of course it wasn't pleasant, but the first thought that I had when I was laying down on the floor was the thought that you thought two minutes ago when you started the engine, someone gave it to you to pay attention. That was the first thing that I thought when I felt myself on the floor and like, that was the first thing that I thought. So um, you knew that it was in your thought, but you received this message that how much worse can it get? Yeah, I didn't take it personally, we can say. But I was within me, I was like a few years of searching. Yeah. So I was doing housing. And then I said, okay, so let's do private houses. Then I've done private houses. So I said, so let's do stores. Then I've done a little store. So I said, let's do like brands. Like from there, the salvation will come. And then it didn't work. So I said, let's move to graphic design. When I say it didn't work, I couldn't feel connection. I couldn't feel truth. I could not feel aligned. I couldn't feel wholeness. I couldn't feel what I felt. The human in me couldn't feel what he knew unconsciously that he's made of. There was a, a sensation of what I can name now in a very superficial way of love, of joy, of bliss, of connection. I, I knew that I still didn't touch that and there's more available. I just knew that. And then after some time of trying, <laughs> so I said, just without knowing who am I speaking with, I just said, enough is enough. I've done all that I could in order to, to do what I am supposed to do in this life. And since it seems that I'm not getting there, so I'm just going to stop everything. And I just gave everything away in a very short period of time. No one believed that this is what I would do, but I just gave intentionally everything, almost everything that I had. So clothes and plates, but my like certificates of architecture, my project, my private project, I gave three private projects away that cost me sweat to get them. I resigned from my uh, position with the agency that I was part of who actually a year after he was completely thinking that I something happened to me and a year after he was actually offering me to become a partner a year even not a year like sometimes after he asked me to become a partner so I would not leave but just I had to I just couldn't continue I I knew that I'm living fake experience not the real experience i knew that there's more and i was fed up from not seeing it and not being it and not experiencing it and yeah and then 
after giving everything away, I was in a beautiful place of waiting without knowing what, for what, to whom. So can we, it's very brave. Can we go into that a little bit? So it's very brave because as we know, most of us are accumulating throughout our life. And interestingly, we accumulate to a point and then you suddenly thought, okay, this is not serving me. You give it away. You were living somewhere, obviously, waiting for waiting for what? You didn't know. How would I know? But you just okay. couldn't keep on working. I, I could keep on working. <laughs> Practically, I could take more projects. I could date more. No, boys. but what I'm saying is mentally you could you you decided that's not serving you. So, you know, entrepreneurship is not only advancing all the time. It's also knowing in what project you're not going to invest anymore. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't invest anymore in that story. It didn't serve me. So what happened then? This is so exciting. (laughs) Then the last two months, no. Okay, somewhere along the way. Because the entire thing happened around October, November, and then around February, March, one night, I went to sleep and I went through an experience which felt in the beginning as a dream, but that was completely not a dream. It was an, was there's no name still, I think, to describe what it is. There's many people who describe near-death experiences, but it's very similar to near-death experience, but it's not. So I was approached by what now I would say angels, but at that time. And by the way, I hated spirituality. I really disrespected spiritual people. I was like, I was even, I would say, disgusted from that. I was like, (laughs) don't get me with that thing. But I was very sensitive, always, and I was very intuitive. So, you know, those beings came. Three mystical beings that are coming, three beings came. Three light beings. They had nobody. And there was like a telepathic transmissions that I could really hear inside to make it sure I was asked if I am willing to support. And I said, of course, yes. And I was, although it was not verbal, I could feel how it is being translated inside of my system into, are you willing to work, to support? And I remember saying yes. And I remember, so the dream was starting when I was in the architecture agency that I was part of. And I remember following them and I've lost my physical identity. And I was literally traveling through, which I've never knew to that extent, even through the different heavens until I arrived to the higher heaven. And there I was presented with a full reflection of what I am here to be and do in this lifetime. 
And I know that many people, when they hear that, immediately the mind is saying, what was it? What have you received? How does it look like? What do you see? What is like, what exists there? But what exists there is so way beyond any mental concept. It is freedom and light to its purest, version if a version of it's like it's not a version to a source of freedom and source of light and source of intelligence it's what was there was presence but that presence in its immense silence and direct energy although didn't have any specific vector to it it was an omnipotent presence that was emanating simultaneously to all direction it was like a source without source, a sourceless source. And in that presence, I just came to peace and have embraced who I am. And probably I would say this is where I was born. This is when I was born intentionally and okay. and with a moment. Can I just for, I love the fact that going from architecture, you're a smart woman. You are intelligent, highly educated, work in a commercial world. Then you go through a break, if you like, and you suddenly have, let's call it illusion or sleep or dream, let's call it experience. Where are you scared? Where are you thinking, who am I? The analytical mind must think that it might have questioned, but maybe you the analytical mind wasn't actually even present. I don't know. What happened is that my mind realized how much he needs to, to catch up. Mm-hmm. My mind realized how much I don't know and how many patterns and behavioral patterns, attitude, thought forms, yeah, how many of them are attaching to the physical appearance of things and how much actually clueless I am and how fantastic things are at. I was astonished by the beauty. I was overwhelmed by the beauty, by grace. I was overwhelmed by grace. So my mind... Okay, the the example that I love to give, and I actually have given that in several podcasts that I was interviewed, is that there is this feeling when you are in love, right? When someone is falling in love, you completely forget about the matrix. You are not, you're not so much on top of when you need to pay this electricity bill and where the heck this bill is. Because you are in love. And this is the grace that we have on the planet as human to really embrace this consciousness. Bliss of love, of grace, of expansion. The mind most of the time cannot digest it. So the technique that the mind is using is underestimating it. Mm-hmm. Because this is the technique. The mind loves superiority. It's part of, you can say, of, of this nature. And if you see two people who disagree, 
or if you are in per, next to a person that you disagree, the opposite of being in love, then immediately you want to think about the other person is wrong, the other person is small, the other person is not educated, the other person is not beautiful enough, not good enough, not whatever enough. In order for you to feel that you have a certain superiority and therefore something will come. But at that moment, my mind was completely surrendering because it found the love of his life. Like I found love, I found wholeness, I found myself. On the superficial level, life was fantastic. But on the practical level, life was expected, boring. And in order to come, for example, with an idea, like you need to sweat and like to have a lot. Yeah. And to convince the idea, to convert the idea, to gather energy for this. So my mind realized that actually a whole new life started and I need to catch up. I, I need to be able to dismantle what I've accumulated mentally. Mm-hmm. And it took time to dismantle. I had those two processes simultaneously. One, this awakening of the blissful nature of life that exists within us in free will. We all have that. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously dismantling the part that wanted to conquer that and own it and dilute the potency of it. There's still no possibility to dilute this potency it's still alive it's still here so do you so we all have that there's no question yeah it's not that you have that even we are all made of that this is the source that create this realm a free-flowing we need to say the word energy, free-flowing movement that is being rendered through our subtle, through our heavy senses into information that we can translate into and, and move it into details. But it's a free form presence. So- for the listeners who are not as connected, you have had this experience, a dream, let's say, or experience. Did you think, did you then afterwards, when was it real? Did you question yourself? Was I dreaming? No. You cannot question that. It is impossible to question it. I feel that questioning is in the domain of the mind, is the domain of this 3D reality that is convincing that it is real. Mm-hmm. However, we completely know that there's so many situations, so many emotions, so many feelings, so much information, things are already even being described through science, If someone needs to catch the proof of it, you cannot doubt 
And I feel that I, I'd like to believe that whomever is listening have this, there for sure have been at least 12 experiences in life where you just knew something. You just thought about something and it happened. There was synchronicity or something was offered to you when you were least expecting or when you were totally expecting but didn't know how it will come. So we all have that. We're, the fact that we have breath even, the fact that evolution exists, the fact that the way that life unfolds, it's like it's always, we always have those things. We call them miracles just because we are disconnected from them. But for me, it's not a miracle. It's reality. Oh, I like that. I like that. After this experience and after on your day-to-day -day basis from your sort of daily life, how did you move if you like you had this download or awakening and then what was the steps after that you took i feel that in order to explain how my life unfolded afterwards it's really beautiful that we keep on looking at the differences between our emotional body mental body and spiritual body and physical body because they operate in a different speed in a different evolutionary integration it's it's really different impact so my spirit and my heart were completely in peace while my mind was trying to catch up and integrate all that happened i started learning i was still not understanding at all how all of that is going to unfold because although I could not and I still cannot verbalize in words what I've been introduced to when I was in the seventh heaven, I could literally get the download. But there is no way to describe it into details. There's only this sensation and the feeling. And so I had to accept that I have no idea how it's all going to unfold, that I have no idea even what is the meaning of it. But I was finally peaceful to be a person in the world, which was before I was a person in the world and I needed to figure out why this is all happening and who I am inside of all of that. That questions were not making sense anymore. And there was no need to ask them anymore, although there was no concrete answer. What there was is a real presence and the very anchored experience of, of life. I just kept on surrendering into more and more things that came into my life. I started learning sacred geometry, which is the way that abstract concepts are rendered into matter. They are coming in form of sacred geometry and generally in geometry because I still have face and we are still looking at each other. There's still walls and there's still flowers and we eat like the way that the body is organized, the way that the DNA is organized, everything is taking a shape. So I started learning that, which blew my mind. And I just completely surrender and went deeper and deeper into mystical education, mystical and esoteric and quantic. It's like whatever I could learn 
And of course, some of the knowledge is verbalized and I can teach it, but actually the way that you learn it is in the presence of a master. So I traveled the world for years from one master to another master. I had my main master, which was and is still a fountain of wisdom and just great. So I was with her a lot, but I was traveling and learning. I've learned mysticism. And in order to learn mysticism, I needed to learn myself because it's not a knowledge that you read from a book. Your vessel, who you are, what you've received, need to be in a certain state that whatever your masters are giving you is lending not through the mind, but through the being, first through the energy. And then there is an integration in a cellular level, there is a shift, alchemical shifts that are happening and a consent of the mind, which is completely different from the other type of education that first there is a consent of the mind, and then you start trying to get that into embodiment it doesn't work like that you first do things which you can never even imagine that this is what you do you you cannot even understand how come you can do how can someone do something like that even and like how like how can i started working as a healer without me really being interested to be a healer it was really not my style but people just have seen what happened to me and started asking wow this is you're glowing and you're happy and you're like free and so what is it that you have I want to have it and I just said okay you will come and sit with me for an hour and let's do that and people just started coming and this is how it gradually unfold for years upon years and very quickly I also started teaching it didn't require too much for me for teaching because I just got the entire download in a night so immediately very quickly like very short maybe year I started teaching and that continue unfolding can I ask a very earthly and silly question you would not have had income and um, I can imagine uh, there would be few people who would be asking the question how can you give everything away and then not many people can afford to take a year off were you just trusting that the money will come or was there an inner knowing or yeah i've received proof upon proof that i'm being supported and guided and every time i wanted to take a class and classes were i needed to fly and to pay classes were quite expensive to learn with advanced masters it is you need to invest energy in it and time and money so I was, the only thing that bothered me at that time is to keep the purity of the frequency. That was the only thing that really bothered me. I wanted to, it was really important that it would not diminish. It was very important for me. That was the real gold. That was the real money. I, I was touching something that makes money. Why should I go to make money if I was communicating what, with the thing that makes money? So you, you could feel it, that it was bigger than money, actually. That was the thing that gave the opportunity for money to be created 
what is even for money to be created? It's money is just a phase that we are now having as uh, that can create a bridge between both of us or other people in places where we are becoming aware of our livelihood. Mm-hmm. So my energetic boundaries, the respect that I have of my time and of my energy is being translated into a currency that we are exchanging. It Now it is coin. And then before it was camels, it's actually started with salt. And it's, it's just an exchange currency. It's not a real thing. So this is an idea that keeps on shaping itself. And it's just a choice of experience if you want to experience that or not. So I was not bothered by money coming in. I was more bothered by making sure that the money is coming in a way that doesn't make me take again thought forms that was my old paradigm paradigm i just didn't want that to come in again that was the thing for me and money came like it was just i had a profession and i also was i was wise I'm still wise I could do what is needed so I just when I needed to do some work I was doing some work if that was needed but I just kept on receiving suddenly someone was calling me and telling me okay I need to have a project a club can you work for three months with me to get this club done okay we've done that someone would Suddenly, my parents gave me money for something. It's like suddenly the money came from different places. Sometimes there were situations where I needed to take money from places from nowhere. But I felt that it was just an experience of how cured I am in what I am going through. There are either banks or people that can support you if that is the case if someone here is listening and wanting to follow their their life journey and they are not following it because of money which i know that there's so many people that this is what they do they feel who they are they feel their potency they feel how strong they are and they are not just doing it you probably don't feel it enough wow wow okay Thank you. Thank you for that. I think that's very important to to address because I can imagine a lot of people would be saying that I would like to go and meditate in or go to an ashram three weeks, but they don't feel that they can. If they they cannot do that, it means that they are still anchored in the illusion world in a very strong way. They still believe it more than they believe themselves so they still believe in external authority they still believe in society they still believe in circumstances more than they believe in themselves so how far are we going to go here i'm not sure so can we now go into the gifts if you like i think we will leave it maybe it would be good that i will describe my gifts can i yeah yeah sure 
Yeah. <laughs> as much as I can. As much as I can. What is limited in our perception between the ultraviolet and the infrared perspective is not as limited as it is for me. What is limited in the frequencies and in, in, in our hearing is not as limited for me. And I don't feel that it is because I am different than you. I feel that I just didn't obey those limitations. Okay. Okay. I just didn't stop there. I allowed my sensory to work and I trusted what I'm feeling. Now, no one is operating in this world without trusting what they are feeling. Any of the entrepreneurs who are listening to us here are taking risks and they're not stupid. They are all very wise people. So there is a gut sensations. There is a gut feeling. There is a, there's, there is a feeling. There is something where they feel, yes, this, yes, no. There's something is guiding them. And what would be the limit of how much do you listen to that and how much you follow that? I've learned to stretch those limits. Mm -hmm. I've learned to stretch them in especially in the spiritual world, because this is what I'm hearing. The unfolding, we can say, of this linear experience of day after day is both magnificent and complex in the way that I am part of it and the way that I see our conversation in the way that I raise my child, in the way that I take care of my health. It, it is, I have more layers than whom I was before and whom I believe most, many people are still looking. It's not flat for me. So there is seeing, there is hearing, there's intuition, there's connection, and there's also knowledge about it. So I understand that in dimensions. I understand that in frequencies. I understand that in brain waves in that sense. I understand that through colors, through shapes through the descriptions of the, I'm going to use the word hierarchy, of, although it's not a hierarchy that we experience in this world. It's like there's so many aspects that I've learned and they support me in order to be present with the people that I'm working with or with the subject that I'm working with or in a class that I'm giving or in material that I'm receiving, evolutionary codes, for humanity to evolve through. It's both a permeating constant presence, while there is also verbal education, we can say, uh, to it. So there are maps, there are there is some description of all of that. Not complete, of course, because it keeps unfolding, but a lot. So those are my gifts, but like a pianist who at five years old enjoy playing the piano and then practice day and doesn't miss a day. If you want to become like a great pianist or you want to be a great athlete, even if you had that, in, you've realized that at eight years old, you realize that you actually can move your body in a way that most people cannot. You still practice until the end of your life, right? So it's, it's like that. I've realized that my intuition is very accurate i realized my take my seeing i've realized that i can trust what i have that this is reliable 
And then I educated it and cultivated it and refined it in a way that I can work with it and in the way that I can support others and I can teach others as well. And I'm still learning. You have been, you, you created a whole world in of this for you and you're living in it. So where are we going? How do you see this further evolving? From your perspective, you live for today and that's what you focus on. I feel inclined to answer something which is a little bit more global. The way that I describe it is that reality will keep on taking different forms and will keep on being morphed into another phase and another phase. And you keep on drilling the earth and you will see how it was in Stone Age and uh, Ice Age. And like you keep on, you can keep on reading that in the bones and in the stones. But there is simultaneously something that never changed and will never change, which is the source, this permeating light of consciousness who gives you the ability to keep on looking at this movie, the one who gives you air to breathe, the one who gives you the senses, the, the data that you are rendering in any single moment, falling into the illusion and waking up again. You can just fall into stories, but then you go back again into your source, into the depth of who you are, into the depth of the being, the depth of all of us. And as you are aligning yourself more and more with that, as you are embodying that, that presence, that level of awareness more and more within you, you are less losing yourself in the separated world where there is you and there is me and there is him and there is gaining and there is losing. It's like this world can only seduce you but cannot really take you because within you, you are anchored in the highest form of all creation. So when you're asking me, where are you, where are we heading? We're heading into more illusion on the 3D world. It's just another illusion and another type life and another, like it's just going to unfold again and more and more and more. We're going to keep on telling ourselves stories, his stories, we're going to have his stories and we keep on following those his stories. And that is one way of living. It's just going to keep on unfolding and you keep on believing and you keep on being stressed by this game and trying to prevent or protect or keep something in your pocket for the hard days or in the one who is seeing this game and realizing that you're actually writing the codes every single day. You're writing the codes beyond time and space. You are projecting that constantly and everything is a return light coming back to you, source. Coming back to the conversation we had right at the beginning, which was having had a corporate background and and our conversation about what when you started saying that successful people tend to have a connection sports people know how to connect and people inventors tend to connect Einstein used to call it the creative daydreaming do you think that there is an ability to learn how to do that or can you can you see a space where the 
connectivity to higher intelligence will be part of a boardroom conversation? I would have loved that to happen. I feel that this is amazing. If people will acknowledge that, I am aware that a lot of strong people in my world and in the world are acknowledging that they need a constant tapping into a sacred space where their mind become receptive and not only possessive. So I feel that more people will acknowledge that, more it will come. How would it play? It is really depending on how or better, I would say, what would the people be willing to do? Because can we learn that? Of course. What is this learning? It's not learning from a book. This learning is being in the presence of a master and removing the barriers, removing the illusions, removing the fear to remove the barrier and integrating a whole different perspective again on the physical plan you're going to still have hair and nose and eyes and mouth but the operational system that will happen from within will be completely different you might think that it is risky you might think you might lose the mind might not surrender because there's no guarantee in some way it's like you you need to lose some guarantee to move into that but every step we take we have one leg up in the air and one leg for a short moment on the ground but you're not saying to yourself i'm so afraid (laughs) like i have one leg up in the air but this is how you do you your life is made of uncountable numbers of death but you're just anchoring in the inhale and not anchoring in the exhale. Every time you exhale, you die. When you die physically, finally, you exhale. So you are dying constantly. And the balance between that, acknowledging that I am dying and living simultaneously all all my life, that I'm sleeping, and in that time, I'm actually out of my body completely, but you are so relying on the time that your eyes were open. While there's so many things that are happening when you are asleep, so many things happening then, you're being nourished, you're being uh, supported, you're having ideas, you're being healed. It's like there's so many things. So if there is possibility, there is above and beyond. Would people be willing to do that? I would just love to witness that and be part of that world. Because it's amazing. It is amazing. And I do believe the spirit comes and show itself strong stronger in people who are able to think and behave and move for the highest good of all so in the 3d world there is a separation which is i gain you lose if i gain you lose there's no perception of you win and i win there's a concept win concept right but even the win concept is we win and the rest gonna lose right? The win concept also was abused of win and lose. And when you are living in this frequency of abundance constantly pouring at you, you're not so concerned of what you win because you've already won. 
So yeah. it's not win. It's I know that what it, I'm so 100% aware that my highest good is the highest good. I have a corporate background and I was suggesting if every organization in their strategy and in their design is working on achieving and being structured in what you call the highest good, you still can have abundance. You still can have incredible prosperity, but I guess it's based on harmony. Yes, and I feel that this is something that it's good to highlight here. So it's not that when we move to live an aligned life where source is awakened within us, then we are um, protected from challenges and protected from disease or protected from... We're not. Challenges will happen. Disease will happen. Circumstances that might be a little bit uncomfortable will happen. We're not tapping consciously into that space in order to prevent challenges and different processes. It's, this is not the reason. We're tapping into that space because we can live an aligned life that have depth, meaning, peace, and flow. And this is a choice. If you're not interested in really being aware, you can live your life completely unaware. And you can actually make the same amount of money like that and like that. What you would not make is the same feelings, the same flow, the same joy. That is not the same. And this is why I feel that people in the corporated world have the challenge to integrate that. Because many times there is a run after security and guarantee and control. And why would someone decide to let go of control in order officially on the superficial level to receive almost the same things, more or less the same things? It's not so sexy. People will not run for this choice if they want control. However, what they are not aware is that the consciousness who choose control, the consciousness who chooses constantly to be on top is limited. So if they are already in that level of abundance, if they are already in that flow, what will happen if they will expand in their level of awareness and start feeling good and for the highest good? That is a whole different life. You cannot create commercial for that. People should feel their calling from inside. It is the acknowledgement that you're not playing this game by yourself. It is the acknowledgement that you are simultaneously playing this game with everyone. And at the same time, you are everyone. You are the one who's, you're the only one. It's a tricky thing. You think it's possible? Of choosing awareness? Yeah. I'm a proof. <laughs> I'm a proof. You are, but do you think it's possible that organizations are a larger enterprises? would embrace this approach? 
Of course it is possible. Of course it is possible. How many? How much? Who would be the wise one? Who would be the real courageous one? The real entrepreneur? Everyone have their spiritual clock and everyone is awakening in a different time. Some people awaken when they leave their body. It's also possible. So do I feel it is possible? 100%. How many will go there? We just watch and be available when they want to go deeper and wiser. At the beginning, before we started recording, you mentioned that movie Billions, I think it's called, where mm. the entrepreneur has an advisor who is a sort of human resources psychology slash intuitive advisor. Do you think that there will be more roles for people with similar skills that you have to actually sit within the C-suite of an organization. Yeah. Well, uh, this is for sure. Because we must understand, most of the people who are running big things in the world are having some type of support. Silicon Valley, I hope that is okay that we describe it here. I believe that they are microdosing so much there. People are microdosing People are having supports of so many different things around their life to keep them up to the rhythm of what is happening while reality is shape-shifting all day long. So you keep on having support for that. And for that, it's you need. It's a you need that the scale that we are now operating, the boardroom is big for a reason. You have this consultant and this advice, but you are the one who needs to take the decisions. You are the one who finally will say yes or no. You are the one who will say one, five, or seven. You would be that person. And as attuned you are, this is how clear you can choose. This is how you can trust yourself, how you can move, how you can duplicate, and also how you can be aware of everything that is happening off your service. And I feel that For me, if I would need to describe what I do when I work with people, they are hiring me almost like a crystal in that sense, something that will empower their own presence. So you operate in a certain way on a usual day-to-day, but then you do go to psychologists. There's so much support. But finally, the one who is holding all of it is searching for support for so many different reasons. So when I work with those people, when I work with my clients, I perceive myself to be the one who is seeing the light that already exists within. I cannot add light, but I can enhance the light that exists within. We had a conversation when you told me, so what do you do when you channel, like you give answer? And I said to you, I'm not that paradigm. I'm not the oracle. I find myself... I can call myself that I'm Oracle, but I'm not the Oracle who's saying, um, here is the answer, go right, go left. Because it's your free will that will charge energy if you choose right or left. And I am here to be in your service to refine your senses, to see from where you're taking decisions. Who's taking decision? The child, the wounded child inside of you? or the master who already see? Who's taking decision? The one who sees a bomb 
or the one who's afraid to make a move. And my type, we can say, of channeling in that sense is to be emphasizing and highlighting and I, I, don't, I feel the energy, I don't see the word for that, to illuminate your consciousness, illuminate your presence, clear distraction, clear limitations for you to have your talent. You don't need me to tell you what you know better in your life, but you might be very enjoying me in your presence because the trust that you have at your, in yourself, the wisdom that you will generate, the way that you hold the complexity will be way more positive and with the respect of the life force. I look at myself in my own business. I can work and abuse my life force and I can work and increase my life force. Where, what am I going to choose? So part of the work that I do is I'm known for improving performance of organizations and turnaround specialist. And I have been a CEO before and Interestingly, one of the things that I do if I go and work with an organization, I elevate the leadership to the vision of the organization because the leadership needs to own and be able to hold where the organization can go. And only after that, we can work on the strategy, the processes and everything else. And this is where I see that sometimes it's really tricky to bring people to that level where they could go. And this is why we're having this conversation. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. And I feel that the tricky thing again is how to pass the mind without bypassing the mind, how to go above the mind into the place where creation is free flowing into the place where you're being charged by support, by energy, you are being. Is there anything that you would like to share that you believe that the listeners could apply themselves or that you would like people to know and it has been really probably the most paramount discovery about this process and this world that you're living now compared to the old world of the successful corporate architect? I feel that it is with you knowing deeply and profoundly within you that you always have the choice, always. There are so many choices that are being made because people are thinking that they don't have a choice or the choice that they want to choose is not available. And therefore we are living around life. But the choice you want to choose and the thing you want to do is available. It's for you. I'm sure you know. 100%. So we are in 2023. Let's aim that in 2025, we have a very different boardroom conversations. Wow. And I, I, I do I believe, believe 
I believe everything is possible. And thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful and really empowering conversation for me personally as well. I I do believe as much as I love the corporate world, I also believe that we have an opportunity to be connected more with who we are. And all of this started as a trigger when I had a conversation with a with an artificial inter- intelligence guru about how much we use AI in the corporate space where I suddenly thought, how much are we using the high intelligence in the corporate space or in the entrepreneurial space? I have to say, I find our conversation so inspiring, so wonderful. Homaya, you have been such a beautiful guest on my podcast. Thank you so much. I think that not only I have learned a lot, but I just can't wait to actually publish this so that people can start enjoying and questioning and probably shaking their heads a little bit and others going, yeah, this is great. Your story is fabulous. And where can people find you? I feel that my name is not that common, so I'm quite lucky around it. Homaya, H-O-M-A-Y-A. There is a presence on Instagram, on Facebook, and I feel that would be the main two ways. Also, LinkedIn should be. So social media would be a very easy place. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm, you're so welcome. It was a beautiful conversation. I Honestly, I feel that we're just starting. Just starting. You are so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. I truly have learned so much. Thank you. Take care. Lots of love. Bye.